2: Support Wrestle Talk! Give us a
1: subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey,
2: it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom, Cabana.
0: Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan,
2: Matt Riddle, the King of
0: Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Lou Gowan. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowan is, Both the Ravens. Nevermore.
1: It's
2: top now Ooh, ah. What next for Roman Reigns? Hello, I'm Ollie Davis, victorious in the Jam, That Jam versus FTF War. I'm joined by Luke Owen. Uh, we ah. are reviewing WWE SummerSlam 2020 today, a show that you will never see coming. The, the quality and the clean finishes across up and down the card. one enjoyable show. I don't know if it was because it was a really, really sort of, you know, it was a show with loads of good finishes and uh, just stuff that made sense. The in-ring action was good. Or I don't know if I just enjoyed it so much because I was watching it with you, buddy. I know, man. Well, it was fun to have you back on for the stream. I said that it was the first stream
0: that you and I had done together mm-hmm. since... Goldberg beat the Fiend in Saudi Arabia, which I'll be honest, feels like a lifetime ago. So uh yeah, it was it was very fun to to watch the show with you, my friend, and you know, for Laurie and Adam to be there as well. I think we had quite the lark in the old live stream chat. It was it was a good time,
2: mate. It was a lovely time with the boys. You can go over to WrestleTalk clips and watch the sort of 40 minute supercut version of those. we have got all the timestamps if you want to watch the reactions to individual matches. But for right now, we're going to start with the main talking point, the biggest bit of wrestling news in terms of stuff going on in storyline, I think, since, well, Goldberg came back, really, or since Roman stepped away. And that is Back in March, Roman Reigns was going to have one of the biggest matches of his career. He was going to win the Blue Universal Championship from Bill Goldberg at WrestleMania. Was meant to face the Fiend, but Vince McMahon and in his infinite wisdom thought, "No, Battle of the Spears. I'm going to give it to Goldberg on that show. That last pay-per-view that me and Luke did a live reactions together. So in a way, it's all we can just pretend it never happened." just take it out and Roman Reigns because well you know he had leukemia he recovered from it had a compromised immune system that's one reason he was he decided he didn't feel comfortable working during a pandemic but the the main reason he said publicly was because his wife gave birth to a second set of twins there are now four people who look like the other person in that house that's terrifying (laughs) it's WWE's future main event scene. Right, yeah. <laughs> all those tag teams. The Usos <laughs> can, can uh, sort of groom them. But the that that was all the way back in March. Roman Reigns excused himself, very understandably so. Uh, there was sort of like rumours of heat. It seemed like the company were treating it weird. They'd go from not mentioning it whatsoever, not explaining why he was missing from TV, weirdly editing him out of video packages there were reports there might be some heat there certainly if you speculated it looks like all wasn't well and that wwe despite saying hey it's okay anyone can take time off when it actually happens and comes to pass it's not so smooth But last night, in the Braun Strowman versus Fiend Blue Universal title match, which the Fiend won with two Sister Abigails onto the exposed wooden floorboards of the ring, which were cut open by Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns returned from out of nowhere. And he looked amazing.
0: Yeah, he looked so, so great. And it was, uh, we said this in the live stream reactions last night, but... It was so good to see him back. And instantly, I, I think that Braun and Bray have done what they can with this sort of nonsense story that they've been given. Poor old Alexa Bliss. I don't know what happened to her in this, in this storyline. Didn't play into the match whatsoever, despite being part of all the build. Roman coming out and spearing both of them and holding off that title suddenly made that, that feel main event. Mm. It, it, and, and it hadn't felt main event up until that point. And I think that Roman has got that in, that star power. And that's not just like, that's not me really just fellating Roman Reigns or, or blowing smoke. It's because WWE have positioned him as the main event for the last six years that as soon as he arrives, you're like, oh yeah, that's what a main eventer looks like because they're not treating anyone else like a main eventer or a star. So when one, so when he comes back, you're like, oh yeah, right, of course, that's what the main event looks like. Yeah, now now I remember.
2: Plus, it's novel. You know, he hasn't been around for six months. That's a long time to miss in WWE programming. He inserts himself right at the top of the uh, the title picture on SmackDown. But what is, like, really interesting to me here, and I, you know, when I saw this angle unfold, Roman, Reign re- Roman Reigns returns, Spears the Fiend, you're like, okay, that's, yay, Roman Reigns is back. But then when the angle continued to unfold... I was like, no, this is this is something extra to that. Reigns seemed to snap. He was shouting at people way beyond his usual level of intensity. This was like fury. He showed anger with Braun and Bray, like legit anger. And he gets this chair and he wails on the, on the Fiend. And then he goes out to Braun and he wails away to Strowman. To the extent, you know, there were so many shots there. From Roman on an unprotected guy, where I was like, "He, this feels like a heel turn."
0: Yeah. So, and loads of people were saying that in the chat last night. We had loads of super chats about like, "Is this a Roman heel turn?" It was the title of your video, but for me, like, this was just this is the booking we've been asking them to do of Roman since 2014. Basically, like when he had that 2014 Rumble moment, where we we're like, "Oh, we want him mm. to win, not not Batista. We want we want this lad to win." And then you know they went with with Batista instead. Like that was that's the roman we've always wanted so for me this wasn't a heel turn this was just this is roman reigns being presented as roman reigns not as suffering succotash roman reigns
2: i'm actually john cena but that's the best version of roman reigns (laughs) i know what the people want (laughs) so there's a few directions they can go from here i i when if everyone wasn't around me when i watched that angle i would have gone like that's a heel turn with like a little bit of an out, if you want to make him a tweener or just a badass babyface, like you said, everyone else not not everyone else the, there are still a lot of people saying that looks like a heel turn to me. But yeah, just stepping away, thinking about how WWE protects these top guys, what they need right now because both Braun and Bray are heels. That main event was a heel versus heel match which has no business main event in a pay-per-view, really. That's that's sort of a bad bit of booking to get there. But the main event angle afterwards totally explains that away and and is the right decision to put it on last over Autumn versus McIntyre. But where does Roman go after this? So he could turn heel. That could be an avenue he continues to become more and more angry at Braun, for replacing him in the Goldberg match at Mania. It's going to be an awkward storyline to do because WWE never addressed that happening at the time.
0: Well, so this is from uh, WrestlingNews.co. Reigns was supposed to win the Universal Championship from Goldberg at Mania. Now, the plan is for Reigns to take the title from Wyatt. Word going around backstage tonight is that the title change may happen as soon as payback next Sunday. It's not clear if the plan is to do Wyatt versus Reigns or a triple threat with Strowman involved. So now that Roman's back, it's almost occasionally just like, "Er, pull the brakes. Now I can go back to the plans that we had post mania when Roman was supposed to win the title.
2: I don't think that's a good idea because this was going to be my other thing. I think, uh, I think this quite naturally builds to a three way at payback. Yes. And I I I'm excited about that match. Roman reigns, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. They've all got a lot of history together and you know, good in ring matches, Strowman and Bray, not so much, but Roman with both those guys has wicked chemistry. I mean, you know, it's hard to find someone Roman can't have good matches with. And Fiend in a triple threat match, which we've, not, so we've only uh. ever seen him in
0: singles matches, which would be, you know, that's an interesting new dynamic for
2: him. So I like that a lot. Do, do I want that with a week's worth of build where realistically it's all going to happen actually two days before the show with SmackDown? I d- no, I don't, is the answer. Will we get it is another thing entirely.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. So that's just a report that's come up from wrestlingnews.co that the that apparently the plan is Roman is going to win the title next Sunday. And that's why he made his return at SummerSlam. And that's I mean, you know, and really like when you look at that report, it makes a lot of sense because he was supposed to be winning the title at Mania. He probably was gonna be champion all the way through SummerSlam, maybe into, even into Survivor Series and beyond, but possibly even to Mania next year. He is Roman. He is their guy. Wyatt is not their guy. I think SmackDown needs a star champion, and he is the only star that they've built for the last five years. Oh
2: no, you don't really believe this, do you?
0: I've got I, so I, many.
2: I've got so many points to say why this is a bad idea.
0: I mean, oh no, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. It's totally a bad idea because <laughs> the final argument I was going to make for it is. Do you think that WWE would bring Roman Reigns back
2: and then him not win his
0: first match back?
2: Mm. Well, if it's a triple threat, he he could be, you know, outside of the thing. So there's, oh, uh, it, it's, almost, it's almost weird because we're all like, why is there this weird pay-per-view a week after SummerSlam? And now, now you're saying that that makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah maybe the entire reason payback is a thing is just so they can get the belt onto Roman as soon as possible. If that's the case, though, let him win it off of Braun. I don't want a one-week title reign for The Fiend. Yeah, I know, but the plan for... Uh, yeah, but we said that when
0: Bray won the title the first time round. Do you remember when he won it? And then, like, you know, Randy Orton beat him a week later at that Mania. <sighs> but, like, this was the Mania plan, was for Roman to overcome The Fiend. So you put the title back on The Fiend so Roman can overcome him by payback
2: on one show that's three months of story i I, I get
0: but they already did that three months of story ollie they did that three months of story earlier this year don't you dare pritchard
2: me okay there's (laughs) one there's one more fan theory that i want to get to before we start going through people's opinions and super chats on this matter and that is is he the leader of retribution of metribution
0: uh, I-, I think just because he was in a black T-shirt does not make him the leader of
2: Metribution. A T-shirt that says "Wreck everything and leave." Well, what yeah, it, is it's, it's Retribution's? T-shirt. Yeah, but what's Retribution's modus operandi? It cause, le- cause a tiny bit of havoc. <laughs> yeah, come in. Oh, smashed a window. Sk- leave. Come in. Oh, chainsaw rope. Leave.
0: But it's just, it's the Austin yeah. situation. was like, arrive, raise hell, leave. Like they're just, he's the, they, they're they positioning him as the new Austin.
2: Yeah, but there wasn't a whole like invading faction force at that time. I think, you know, Fiend, super baby face, Roman wins. The, if, if Roman wins the title at payback, the only way it's not going to spectacularly backfire on SmackDown and Roman, remember, it's going to backfire on Roman. People are going to get sick of him again A week after this amazing return, if he gets the belt so quickly, the only way is if he turns mega heel and has a faction behind him. I don't know. Maybe it's a lost cause. Let's get into some super chats. Let's see what you guys think. Tim Arnt says, I'm happy that WWE is finally giving Roman Reigns this Roman Reigns killer push. I've been calling for that ever since he was wrestling in the minor leagues. Very good, Tim. Ha-ha. Matthew McFadden. The last three matches of uh, SummerSlam were all top tier. Bray is my favorite character in wrestling history, but even I marked out for Roman. Well done, WWE.
0: I'll be honest, for me, he uh, he saved the match for me because I thought the match was a bit of a dud. Thought it was a, it was a bit pants. The ending was proper pants. So like Roman coming out and making the save for it, I think was actually really needed.
2: Yeah, I totally agree on that. Bacon Rasher missed last night, but caught up now. And congrats, Team Jam! That Jam, I am unstoppable. Ollie put us in a tight spot, or was it a strategic masterpiece? And came out on top. But I'm still wrestle Luke all the way. Well, yeah, hey, Luke is, Luke is thanks. great. Thanks, thanks Bacon Rasher. Fiend fed to Roman, though I'm not with all the way. Uh, yeah, mm. I, I don't want to see that happen. Nate drops surname, so triple threat next week. Fiend retains. Roman challenges Fiend at Helena Cell, and Fiend begins an awful Helena Cell streak. Jam that jam. Also a possibility. Like I, I think that the
0: realistic thing we need to look at here is that no matter when it happens. Roman is going to be the Blue Universal champion at some point. Like it's, it's, it's not like it's a, not a possibility. I think it's a foregone conclusion that that he'll be the champion at some point soon. Right?
2: Some point soon, but surely he's the under, He's he's a baby face tweener, whatever he is right now. The thrill is in the chase. You don't tell don't know, that story within a week.
0: In- the thrill's having him be the champion, mate. And they—they they, he was supposed to be the champion at Mania, and he's delayed those plans. The big caring <sighs> bastard. So uh, you got to
2: get that title on him quickly. Gavin Wilson, how short will Bray's second Blue Universal reign be? Well, seven a week. days. <laughs> oh, God, Rich McCann, I don't think WWE gets the Fiend. Maybe next week. It's Bray, not the Fiend. I think WWE do get the Fiend. He's a monster. And monsters need to have baby faces to slay them. Uh, Kodiak 1984. Should rain have caused a no contest instead? No, no. There were so many clean finishes on that show. Leave the clean finishes alone, Kodak. Right, yeah. We'll get the to other. The, oh, the other alternative is, <laughs> is that maybe Otis comes down next week to cash
0: in money in the bank and you go into a Roman Otis feud.
2: That's your out. That's your booking. <laughs> Booking Saving Grace, there is it.
0: Well, we put the we put money in the bank on him, mate. You got to do something with it, haven't you?
2: Tag team titles. No, don't catch me in the tag titles. Who 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 are the tag champs, Ollie? It's it's not it's not Cesaro and Sheamus. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said on my news on Friday, (laughs) it's of course Sheamus and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, so that's a joke, by the way, before everyone starts correcting me.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality
2: fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls barred Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the immorons.
2: We will get to all of your su- 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 super chats throughout the show, so get them in. Uh, we will be doing our full play-by-play review of SummerSlam incredibly shortly. But first, we are joined by the Danger Man,
1: Louis Dango. Hi, Louis. Hello. I do like that introduction. I can get, get, you get used can to that. You? I can yeah. get used to that. Yeah. Uh, so oh. I'm here to make a bit of an announcement. So, Ollie, what was your prediction for the Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre match?
2: Backslide. Backslide you saw it from, coming, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I right predicted.
2: Point? I predicted that uh, Rick Flair and Randy Orton were still in cahoots. Rick Flair was going to come down. Looks like he was going to help Drew, but actually turn on him, and Randy Orton was going to win the belt.
1: So, were you a bit upset that you didn't get to see Rick Flair? I was.
2: I like Ric Flair. I like the funny way he walks down to the ring.
1: So if you're a fan of Ric Flair, you didn't get to see him last night. Well, I've got you covered because on Wednesday at 1 p.m. UK time, I've got an exclusive interview going up on WrestleTalk interviews with the Nature Boy with 16 time world champion with Ric Flair. Woo wow. woo indeed. Woo indeed.
2: Is that the genuine question? I don't know this. Is this actually his first post most recent run WWE interview?
1: I think so. I'm not 100% Don't fact check it. Don't fact oh, check okay. it. We'll don't run go with go that.
0: Don't look
2: into it people.
0: Rick believe Ric it's 100% confirmed it's the first and it's the only interview he's done since uh he being written off WWE TV. Don't don't google it.
1: It's don't his first
2: it. interview of all time. Yes, and that's great. Right. I, am, yeah, I am his first,
1: yeah, and will be his last. But uh, so he said to me, "Listen, we got fifteen. Don't, don't minutes. threaten him, mate." said he said to the end. <laughs> He said to me, we've got 15 minutes. We went for about 50. The guy, it was such a great chat. We spoke about his recent WWE run, working with Randy Orton, working sort of on the opposite side to Drew McIntyre. So I think you guys will definitely love to see it. Ollie will enjoy it so he can get his Ric Flair kick for the week. And yeah. So it's the biggest one we've done. So if you're not subscribed to Wrestop Interviews now, head on over there, subscribe, bell button, so you don't miss any uploads. We've had FTR on the show, we've had Shawn Michaels, we've had uh, Drew McIntyre, we've had Matt Cardona, we've had we've had a whole host of names. But this New is one. TNT I'm
0: champion, really... New TNT that's, champion that's my Brody my Lee. New TNT champion Brody Lee.
2: Favorite interview of yours, actually. Brody yeah, one of on the FCR are fantastic. So great. It was,
0: it was just after he'd stolen the AEW championship and yeah, had yeah. it on him for the interview. So great.
1: Mm. He was such a hill, but he was the nicest person yeah. I've ever interviewed. So <laughs> I
2: want to hate you, but you're so nice. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I will put a link to WrestleTalk interviews in the live chat, if I can remember how to do a pinned comment. But uh, yeah, everyone go over there and subscribe to Talk interviews. So a clip's going up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us what tomorrow. it's about?
1: It's about, so I ask Rick about whether we've seen the last of him on WWE TV and if he does return, he gives uh, a couple of names about who he'd like to manage and have an on-screen partnership with and the options are quite exciting. So I think you guys will definitely enjoy that one. The full interview out on Wednesday and then we have another clip going out later on in the week. Awesome.
2: Well, the link is now the pinned comment in the chat. Everyone go over there and check it out. Thank you for joining us, Louis. Did you enjoy SummerSlam? How would you describe SummerSlam in in, a sentence? A couple of sentences?
1: It made sense. Everything made sense. Apart from Alexa Bliss, everything made sense, so it was great. I'd also argue the Seth Rollins thing as well, but we'll get to that.
2: Uh, so on the pre-show, Dominic is dropped off for school, legit wearing a backpack by his yeah. mum and dad. What the it, hell was this? It proper looked like first day at school, or is it Laurie brought to bring your kid to work day? Mm. Uh, Renee Young was on the pre-show, sort of a yeah. Uh, yeah farewell Renee Young. She's yeah. she's off the pastures new. This was her her last, her final WWE appearance. As uh, Denise and I talked about on the Friday podcast show, criminally
0: underused Renee Young, really, in sort of the grand scheme of things. Thought she was criminally underused. I, I-, I don't think it got better after Talking Smack, to be honest. And like mm. talking, she and Brian working together made SmackDown, they-, they elevated SmackDown with Talking Smack. I think losing Renee is a big, big loss.
2: Yeah, t- totally agree. Um, she's got a 90 day no compete as well. So don't expect her to turn up on AEW anytime soon. But you know, it's probably a, a high possibility that she'll at least feature there down the line. Uh, and yeah, Baszler, Shayna Baszler interrupted Charlie Caruso to talk about Nia Jax. Sort of, yeah, it's it's a bit of an awkward feud there because you'd want Baszler to be more in the Raw title picture, but we'll get onto that later. And the pre-show match was Apollo Crews versus MVP in just like a, just a pretty standard Raw match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five
0: minutes. Just go out there, work the crowd and uh, make sure Apollo goes over. And uh, we should really talk about this as your first experience being able to mm-hmm. review the Thunderdome. What did you make of it?
2: So, you know, obviously I'd seen the pictures. I, I <laughs> When I when I wrote Friday's news episode, which was all sort of the fallout of those Thursday night tests, that the wwe production team did with everyone who signed up and i looked on reddit and there was an account uh that had posted an article that just said i'm still in the thunderdome and what had happened is they'd accidentally been left on the audio for the post-production call did you see this
0: <gasps> i did not know oh my god this is amazing <laughs>
2: And it's just going through how Like how quickly they can bump people From screen and If you know but we can't have a W shirts on there all that Sort of stuff so I thought Well you know it's 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 WWE show. Within every right to do that uh, mm-hmm. So you know people are like oh this Is crazy but it's not like people are buying Tickets for this they are getting free Portals Into it so to- totally, totally Fine I think that's above board but I, I just, yeah, it looks it looks like a dystopian nightmare, and it took me a while to get into it. Like I didn't like it at all. It was quite jarring for I would say the first half of this pay per view. However, and I thought the, the the matches which were just pretty standard, like your Andrade and Garza versus Street Profits, you know, just like a normal TV match, really really made it drag and i really noticed all those weird led screens yeah but something magical <laughs> happened for sasha banks versus asuka i got utterly sucked in and all of a sudden i'm not looking at the screens anymore got used to it like that and the sound that the the crowd noise piped in which i thought would jar with me most really really enhanced it so i'm yeah. a convert
0: yeah, I thought it was a. I think it's brilliant. I thought it was a complete roaring success. I much prefer it to the PC guys banging on the wind on the plexiglass. I think this creates a much. It looks awesome. I think you're right. Like it, it's a bit jarring at first, but it really does work. And I showed my my brother and his girlfriend. Well, I was I was hanging out with him at the weekend, of uh, my mum's place, and I was show. I showed them a clip from SmackDown and said like This is what they're doing now." And the both of them said, "Oh, actually, that looks quite cool." You mm. non wrestling fans, they were like, "That's that, that looks all right, actually. That that looks pretty wicked." And I think it. The, I thought the crowd sweetening noises really helped matches as well. Yeah, e- even though it is completely all overproduced, it's so WWE. It feels less forced than the PC recruits being told to like yay and boo for people in the sort of like as unconvincing a manner as possible. And like, and this is literal noises. Like, this is literally yay boo noises, and they sound more genuine. So yeah, I'm I'm a complete convert to it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. We did get an email from uh, Jaron Walker, who was part of the Thunderdome. He even found himself in like on screen of of where he was, and. Um, He says, uh, I got in about two hours early and watched the show from the Thunderdome point of view. They tell you to cheer, boo, and get really excited. Maybe that's a response to SmackDown when no one was reacting. During the Raw tag title match, the person directing us told us to hold up red party cups for the Street Profits. I didn't have one and neither did anyone else because the guy who kept (laughs) asking us kept asking us to hold them up. He got desperate each time. Um, Was someone supposed to be informed about this? I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, Meltzer and Alvarez in their review pointed out that this sort of direction of the crowd, like their extras, like they're just another part of the performance team, it's very similar to the early days of WCW when they mm. were in the uh, the Florida Universal Studios area before they started taking Nitro on the road. And yeah, yep. you'd have the applause and boo signs.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, that happens at all stage shows. Like mm. if you go to see uh, you know, a game show being done, there will be a sign that says applause. There'll be a sign that says laughter. If you go to see comedy, like live tapings filmed in front of a live studio audience, they would have people there to hold up, laugh, you know, cheer, boo, yay, or whatever. And like, they'll have crew members on the floor who will laugh the loudest because that way it encourages other people to laugh. I've known people that that was their job was mm-hmm. to, when working on comedy panel shows, was to be as part of, be on the floor and just laugh really loudly to encourage other people to laugh.
2: Hey, in the old uh, Wrestle Talk TV days, when we're in the Dagenham studio, it <laughs> <laughs> good. You can make it make it sound like there were a hundred people in that room with the right acoustics. But yes, I think yeah, Thunderdome. Oh Oh, uh, Jaron Walker has just super chatted in. I've seen Small there Afro is. Games, uh, the Hello. guy who sent us in that live report. That was a live online report? live report. <laughs> Don't know what you call it in these days, uh, but the first match of the main card was Asuka versus Bailey. Rightfully so, smart sort of scheduling there because Asuka's is going to wrestle again later on. You can have that narrative thread going throughout the night, creating tension. And that's exactly what they did. Asuka and Bailey had a really you know decent match, I thought, uh, and but it wasn't like the match. The match is Asuka versus Sasha Banks later on. This was a really good prologue slash first part of this overall story that they were telling. I I thought they played it perfectly. It was more angle than match. Hmm. And,
0: you know, but I, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Like I saw a few people were a little bit down on it, but I actually thought it was played perfectly because it was all there to build the raw women's championship match later in the show, which was all the better because of this Bailey match.
2: And the crucial story element here was that Bailey, works over Asuka's knees. So she picks up Asuka on the ring apron, sort of does that. She drops her down. Hardest part of the ring. The only bit I I would say that was weird, and this happened a few times throughout the night, because there was a lot of leg working over, how quickly people who were injured then started using kicks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's, popping
0: it back into place,
1: mate. Yeah.
2: Uh, but this had an exciting finish. Asuka catches a Bailey elbow drop in an arm bar. Uh, Sasha gets up on the ring apron. And there's like two bits of Sasha interference. Ultimately, Asuka gets rolled up. The role models, roll up models, there, get their first victory. They retain the title. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> moments from the stream last night
0: was Bailey rolls up Asuka and Asuka kicks out. And Adam Plompier says, and I quote, WWE will never do Asuka like that. <laughs> they'll, ne- they'll never do her dirty like that. And then not 30 seconds later, Bailey rolled her up and pinned her.
2: Well, what has he been watching the last few years? <laughs> they do her like that routinely. Um, so weirdly, as much as we love the Thunderdome, some old habits have persisted after Sasha ran in to get a few cheap shots on Asuka before the match, their match later on. Such heel. The camera... Cut to the crowd. It looks so stupid. The crowd that weren't there. Yeah. You could just cut to their feeds, but you didn't, Kevin Dunn. You cut to the LED screens that had people's faces on, which made them incredibly pixelated. Ridiculous. Yeah. It you don't need to cut to crowd reactions for
0: this because it's just gonna look naff. Because you're filming a you're filming a webcam like projection <laughs> on an LED board, so it's going to just look pixelated and blurry. And you're not going to get you're not going to get a Miss Girl out of like cutting to someone on their webcam. Yeah, I I don't think it was ever going to work. But as you say, old habits die hard.
2: I didn't notice it that much after that one, so maybe they learned. They were like, oh god, that does look bad. If only they did that for Raw Underground. Oh, you know what? We are putting in too many cuts. Ray and Dominic had a backstage segment where Dominic was like, "Don't get involved. I need to do this by myself." We'll talk about that later. Street Profits and Angel Garza and Andrade had their tag title match next, which was (sighs) so. This was this was a fine match. Nothing wrong with it, really. It my problem with it comes from the overall story, where the baby faces have had their revenge on the heels for two weeks. So this match has no heat. No, this
0: was, uh, this story has been a pretty naff from the get go. And I think that they couldn't decide whether the story was Andrade and Gaza cannot get along or it's the poisoning thing. But Montez Ford wasn't selling the poisoning thing whatsoever. Like he wasn't selling it last week either when he made his return, which means that it didn't really build to anything uh, in terms of this. And yeah, it was, it ended up being, just a match. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, they went back to these Gaza and Andrade are teasing a split again, which I
2: feel like they've been doing since WrestleMania. Oh my god, they've that ne- that team has never been on the same page. And that's <laughs> no, where their strength like is. So. <laughs> oh, come on. But they against Big Show. <laughs> was that the week? So yeah, the-, the finish came when Vega was knocked off the apron by God, I can't even remember. By, because we, I think by Gaza, We've seen this angle play out several times over the last couple of months. It's very overdone, in my opinion. Andrade is tending to Zelina, which, you know, that's not really the relationship they have. <clears throat> I would have seen Andrade to value getting the tag titles over Vega's health. So there's character inconsistencies there. And Gaza took the pin from what is admittedly an incredible frog splash from Montez Ford the spin adds so much talk it's uh,
0: <laughs> it, it makes it so much more impactful um we also we ended to talk about the uh, the cannons that uh mm. the street profits have now as part of their entrance which shoots out red paper cups and it just it just looks like it's a bit of a mess to be honest it looks like retribution's <laughs> been around to, to cause a little bit of havoc
2: yeah they're not the right thing to use as confetti
0: no like when the bucks have their cannon that shoots out the the young bucks money it floats like you know, like ticker tape would do, and and uh, as you would do for confetti, these
2: cups just go boom and just land very hard on the floor. It's rain, the the rainmaker entrance for a card when all the money is floating yeah. down from the sky. That works. Who thought the red cups were a good idea? Uh, Laurie, I actually quoted him here. He said that the floor looks like the sad aftermath of a party. <laughs> all those red cups. Uh, but we did get our first Pikachu in the crowd. Wah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Pikachu! Pikachu! So uh one of the funnier things was that the Thunderdome occasionally became the Teddy Dome where people would just <laughs> hold up their, their cuddly toys. My favorite thing about that Pikachu one is that if you watch the match back
0: you could almost see the progression of him working out where's the best place <laughs> to put the Pikachu so that it is
2: full based in the Thunderdome I love a Pikachu Uh, but yeah, it popped me and it seemed to pop the Kevin Dunn as well because the Pikachu did not get bumped Pikachu was there for the whole show Yeah, loved it, he loved watching SummerSlam yeah, little guy Uh, well, it is the Thunderdome hey, I see what you did there he's a water type Pokemon come on Um after that we had Kevin Owens oh yeah we didn't talk about that Kevin oh, Owens yeah. is on commentary by the way wearing a Street Profits t-shirt why your guess is as good as mine he was pretty much just there to be Kevin Owens very affable and say hey tomorrow on Raw Alistair Black is going to make his return on the KO show if this
0: leads to a Alistair Black Kevin Owens feud I will be pretty <laughs> into that to be honest I'll be massively up for that because that will be Alistair Black's first proper storyline since coming up to the main roster eighteen months ago, and it's Kevin Owens's first
2: thing to have done since WrestleMania. I'm there with you, um, but just to preempt comments, he did have a, an actual feud with Buddy. Was that a proper feud? Or, or, I would or say it was. Series of matches. Uh, I yeah, a sequence of things that happened, or a story. What is the difference? <laughs> So yet that they are stacking Raw for tomorrow night, I do feel like this post SummerSlam world going into Payback and beyond is going to feel a bit like a new season somewhat because we've got Alistair Black likely returning with a new gimmick as was reported, potentially as a heel. And we've also got Keith Lee debuting on Raw as a proper call-up. He lost the yeah. NXT championship at the weekend. There was a graphic for him later on in the show. Yeah, Keith Lee's coming straight to the main
0: roster. Uh, I'm excited to see what he's got. I mean, it's funny. We actually had a uh, a mailbag question on the Friday show with Denise where someone said, you know, asking whether squash matches uh, feel sort of archaic in this sort of modern day. And they said, the reason I ask is I fear we're in for an autumn of Keith Lee squash matches. Mm-hmm. And I think quite likely we're going to see a Keith Lee squash match tonight. And then we'll see another one next week. We'll probably see another one the week after, and then he won't be on TV for three weeks. And then he'll come back, have a couple more squash matches, and, and then eventually, do this. and then eventually, they'll they'll put him into something. I, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to be proved wrong. I'd love to be proved wrong on this one. Come
2: on, <laughs> <laughs> this one's ours. We've got this. We've got yeah. this. Come on, Keith Lee. Have more than a three-week push. Uh, so after that, we had Banks and Bailey talking to Kayla Braxton, not Charlie Caruso, as I said in my review video earlier on, where Bailey says it's gonna be a clean sweep. And she even had a broom. And then we got Sonia DeVille versus Mandy Rose. Not the not the best version of this match they could have had, because, you know, real-life events very understandably derailed things. Originally this stipulation was going to be hair versus hair did you listen to the rest of the observer about why that I, was changed
0: I, I didn't but i believe it's because they didn't want to have vince made the decision that he didn't want Sonny to have to go to court with like a, a buzzed
2: haircut uh as dave Meltzer tells it it was more the lawyer's advice oh right okay yeah uh you don't yeah. you know it's not a good look for you to suddenly start showing up with a shaved head which I, th- uh, I think is more of a damning
0: indictment of the american justice system uh than yeah, well, it is about anything else
2: i think for for juries you want to look as you know well presentable as possible and you know in in some circles uh, a, a lady with a shaved head would be seen as
0: yeah yeah. I'm sure, yeah, jurors would look at all the evidence that shows that the guy is guilty <laughs> and then look at Sonia Deville and the shadow and be like, oh, uh, uh, but though, he's probably innocent.
2: Yeah, of all, of all the trials where you could probably <laughs> shave your head and the decisions yeah. still go in your favour, this is probably the one, but I don't know. Uh, America's probably got it all sorted out, though. They seem on top of this sort of stuff all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But Mandy and Sonia, they had a good match. I, it, it's kind of, I enjoyed the effort more than the actual work. I thought some of it was clunky there were way too many knees. I felt like half the match was knees. Um, but yeah, I just, I'd like, I like both of them. I think they've had a really good storyline over the last six or seven months. It's been epic. And yeah, if circumstances being what they were, I thought this was a good payoff for now.
0: Yeah, it was, it, it kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, Sonya needs some time off. So I think having, making this match stipulation, loser leaves town, I think makes a lot of sense. I think you can bring her back to Raw after this and just keep the two separate apart from each other and then maybe circle back to this feud in a year's time or something along those lines. Even though it's have like a, a rumble stare or something like mm-hmm. that, I think would be a good way to do this but yeah i I, so I I think there's a big bright future ahead of sonia deville she's she's class so so yeah. good, she's got great looks, she's got great intensity, and I think there's a lot of upside for mandy as well i'm I'm with you i don't think the match was particularly great, but I very much appreciated the efforts that they were going to. I think they were trying to get the emotion across, mm. which I think was sort of underdone slightly then by the post match where Otis came down so they could sort of do have a little worm party.
2: yeah, I totally agree, I don't think. It undermined the seriousness of what they were trying to do. Mandy has vanquished her former best friend who betrayed her. Sonya has to leave the company. A stipulation that's hard to take seriously in WWE anyway, because they never stick to it. So when it happens here, and I'm meant to be buying into all the emotion that's gone down, to have Otis come out, do a Caterpillar, and then make Mandy Rose do a Caterpillar, after what was... A pretty intense match, suplexes on the ramp, and all that chairs being slid across tables like they're whiskies for Hangman Page. Yeah, I could have done without that definitely. Um, right, so this is this next match. I seem to be in the minority.
0: I don't think you are on this one. I'll let you get your take across, but I don't <laughs> think you are in the minority here.
2: Ray Mysterio, not Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Versus Seth Rollins in a no DQ match. Now, I'm just going to present to you the facts on paper. It went 22 minutes. It was the longest match on the show. 18 of those 22 minutes were Seth beating up Dominic in front of Ray. Ray could have got involved because it was a no DQ match, but he chose not to, even when they were going after Ray's own wife. Yes, those are the I facts. didn't. I couldn't get past those bits. I couldn't get past that story. What I had in my head, and I know what what's in your head, shouldn't be what you expect. But like the, I felt Dominic had to just run out, have an absolute brawl with Seth. Maximum ten minutes, smoke and mirrors, loads of hardcore spots, bish bash bosh, done quicker than you can say Mike Awesome and uh, Tanaka. And, or, you know, maybe I can't say that, but they didn't. They, they like stretched it out. Seth just whipping and kendo stick hitting and slight hope spot comeback. I, I was bored. Dominic looked good. Dominic did a few impressive things. I, it still looked very green. Um, yeah, I, I thought this, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't engaged by this. I think
0: this match would have been better if Ray hadn't come back. Like if Ray hadn't come Mm. back to Raw last week. So Dominic went out there on his own and he put up a good fight and he lasted for a while. But the numbers game got the better of him. And that's why he lost to Seth Rollins. And then you could have Ray return on Raw tonight to set up a tag match between Ray and Dominic versus Buddy and Seth for payback in a week's time. But Ray came back early. So Ray was then just sort of standing there at ringside, being like, oh my God, my boy's getting his ass kicked. I can help uh, because it, <laughs> and he won't get DQ'd and it will be absolutely fine. But he did say to me not to. So got to respect his wishes there. It, I, it didn't particularly work for me. And I, I said this on the stream last night. I just, I don't see the point of beating Dominic here in his first match. And like, I, I know Adam's points, like, the whole point was to, it was to make Dominic look good. And I'm like, yeah, but Seth keeps winning this feud. Like Seth has consistently won every single time here. And he's just, he's just won again. And I don't think, I think it kind of kills some of the momentum for, for Dominic to just get beaten again. And it's not like he lost due to
2: unfairness. Just lost because he wasn't good. Yeah, and his dad doesn't help him. Uh, yeah. So this this is the big thing that always, that's been thrown as, as a reason why this match was good. And if you enjoyed it, all the power to you. I'm just explaining my side of how some very clear logic holes and I would argue bloated match structure stopped me from enjoying it. Um, but Devil Kazuya 27 here says, in the storyline, Dominic asked Mysterio not to interfere in the match with Seth. That's why he didn't interfere. He did beat up Murphy. So yeah, we've already said that. Um, Dominic asked his dad not to interfere because, you know, he's trying to prove himself, right? He's trying to Mm -hmm. show that he is a man, um, that he can be be a Mysterio by himself. There comes a point, though, when you've had your eye gouged out by some guy and then he's in there beating up your son for, for 18 minutes, that maybe you do get involved because if you don't, you look like an idiot. And that's how Ray came across to me here. Or you do the
0: handcuff spot earlier in the match. Oh, eventually that's perfect. Rollins and Murphy handcuffed Ray to the ropes, so he couldn't help Dominic when he was trying to help him out. And like that's why he then had to witness his son get stomped into the earth and beaten. Just do that earlier. Just do that right at the start of the match. And that completely removes the logical of why read it and that's way because this is the same nonsense of like that's ah, why Samoa Joe didn't get involved in mm. there during the kendo stick beatdowns because Samoa Joe was too afraid to lose his job from the corporate suit Samoa Joe the Samoan submission machine was like gotta play
2: by the rules though uh in this scenario yeah sorry mate I think you've solved it I think that that, that what a what a like really dramatic bit of staging that would be for the entire time um, yeah, I still think 22 minutes is way too long. There's no way Seth versus Dominic should be the longest match on SummerSlam. It's like Shane McMahon getting the longest match in a pay-per-view. Can't happen. Um, but yeah, I think you've solved it there. Rey Mysterio's wife, Angie, came down, uh, as part of this. Um, but yeah, Seth Rollins won with a stomp onto Dominic as Rey watched, mm-hmm. um, with the with the cuffs on. Uh, one fan did have a beach ball on the screen. <laughs> nice. Very good. Oh, great. Uh, and Seth's gear, we should mention, was a really good reference to Ray's gear from WCW Halloween Havoc 97.
0: A match with uh, Eddie Guerrero. So there's yeah. all, all that SummerSlam history there between Ray mm. and Eddie as well. Very nice touch. And Dominic's yeah, really material was like a cross between Ray's and Mustafa Ali's. Do you think that's why Mustafa Ali's not getting a push anymore? Because <laughs> they're like, hey, you got you got Dominic's gear, you got Dominic's gear, so you can't get over now. Uh,
2: the final mat, the final image was sort of Ray and Dominic with their heads, their foreheads pressed against each other, and like, uh, we'll be okay, uh, which was a visual callback to the the, the Eddie Guerrero match at SummerSlam 2 when they fought for custody. Um, so. Now, in the, after that beach ball and the Pikachus, something started to happen to the LED fans. They would occasionally just flash up a black screen with white text that read, Fire Velveteen Dream. And I saw it once, and I was like, oh, God, how did that slip through? But it was gone very quickly. And then, in the next half hour, I don't know if it was different people, like it was a bit of a coordinated effort, I think but it was yeah I saw it a, I saw it two to three times after that in the in the front four rows
0: yeah so I I believe this was a coordinated plan to to have this come up on screen to kind of get the message uh, across so yeah it was and it and it worked but I think WWE were, were quick enough to to get them off there but not quick enough for people not to notice them mm,
2: it was on there well i tell you who did notice it have you seen this with Rhea saw, Ripley? yeah so uh, Ryan Satin tweeted out the pictures. Look, you know, fire Velveteen Dream signs uh, a sort of hat being shown on the LED screens. And Rhea Ripley liked that post. Velveteen Dream's own NXT colleague, Rhea Ripley. And this Ooh. follows last week, I think it was. Triple H said we did the investigation, we didn't find anything wrong. Um, a, a wrestling news site posted about that on Instagram with the quote Nia Jacks commented on that with loads of clown face laughing emojis it's yeah this is this is shocking in so many ways you know first that it's a, a, a situation at all in, in that you know this this is very serious it's very controversial and WWE seem to think they can just plow ahead and not really address it but for their own performers to be publicly, what's the word, sort of criticizing them is very unparalleled in WWE.
0: Yeah. So obviously, we don't know all the ins and outs of this. WWE have said that they did their own internal investigation. However, the people who accused Velveteen Dream have said that they were not contacted uh, about this investigation, but they are plowing ahead with just like, but he wasn't off for any other reason. That he was in a car accident and was injured. That's why he's not being on TV. He's not being punished or anything like that. I honestly thought he was going to win the uh, the North American Championship. Huh. It was the uh, the only match of the predictions I got wrong. So, so but WWE have got their they're plowing ahead. It's the it's the Dominic Cummings thing of just like well, that, well we've said it now, so no no further questions, Your Honor. We we've said that we're not going to look into it further. So. We we're not, and we expect you to not look into it any further either. But I think this is part of those when WWE do live shows with fans, they can confiscate signs. You can check the signs coming through, or it's a sign that we don't that we don't want you saying about a wrestler. Or it's a sign for AEW, whatever. We can confiscate that. Here's another sign you could hold up instead. You can't control that as much with the Thunderdome, and you can't really do it on delay either, like too much of a delay. So yeah, these sorts of things are going to happen. Quite a lot, I'd imagine, uh, over the next coming
2: months. Hmm. Um, so moving on, we then got the best match of the night. I thought SummerSlam, you know, had been a good show up until this point. Nothing spectacular by a long shot, though. You know, just a recap: um, Asuka versus Bailey was was good, but it was you know half a match really. Uh, Street Profits, Gaza, and Andrade was a raw match. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I'd love the effort, but you know it was it was a bit sloppy. Um, Mysterio versus Rollins, a lot of people liked. I was bored by. So I'm like that. That's where we're at right now. And we've got three matches left. And then Sasha Banks and Asuka have an excellent, excellent match. And this is where I forgot that the Thunderdome was a thing. This was where I was just absorbed utterly by the action that was happening inside the ring. And it was it just started off. Brilliantly, with with Sasha Banks, they're circling each other. And Sasha Banks just goes straight for this low drop kick on Asuka, right to that knee. She's not messing about. She's the boss. And very quickly after, Sasha hits a sunset flip powerbomb off the apron onto Asuka, right onto the ground. Oof, it yeah. looked awful. Yeah, it was a rough old bump
0: to take. But, like, this match was... This match was incredible. This was so, so good. And this was, I got, I was really annoyed at the Extreme Rules match because I felt that they had a great match that was, it was an NXT match with a main roster finish. This was just an NXT match with an NXT finish. It was proper good from start to end absolutely love watching these two work together it's just so nice seeing Sasha Banks on pay-per-view again and work and it's good seeing Asuka feel like Asuka mm. again because I feel like the story has been a bit muddled at times I, I feel like it's not really I, I know you you've enjoyed it it's not really worked for me the whole ceiling of the title and then not being the champion but then winning the championship via countout count out and all I thought it's been a bit ratings grabby but this match was so great so pay-per-view worthy loved every single second of it
2: yeah, I guess you can, you you can have your thoughts on how the storyline has unfolded over the last two months, but man, all of the in ring work has been sublime, and mm-hmm. I guess like the worst part of all of this is Sasha might just be on SmackDown going forward. I, I want <laughs> to see, true. I want to see this like intensely stacked women's division that they've managed to create for themselves because Banks. And Bailey are the tag team champions, and they can travel across brands. But I expect them to lose a payback next week. So this sort of era of the journey, journey woman, I suppose, Banks and Bailey act won't be able to go across both brands. And
0: yeah, which is a shame uh, because they have been so consistently good. But I, uh, I, I, am I'm, I'm all for Asuka winning the belt again. I think, especially she's now won the belt. So it wasn't like it was handed mm. to her in the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is what a lot of people read the the Money in the Bank win. So yeah, I think this is this is great. I'm I'm all for this. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go next with it on Raw. Like you said, I I can see them losing the tag titles at Payback, and that leads that's the, the catalyst that leads to the split between Banks and Bailey. And I can't wait to see that match either. I think that's going to be great too.
2: Yeah, no no split here. It was just uh, Bailey trying to interfere. Like in the exact same way that Banks had, but it was a bit of a mistimed interaction. I thought, um, Bailey didn't really screw up at all, but Asker backfisted her off of the apron and uh, rolled up. No, no, she got uh, Sasha in the Asker lock and Sasha tapped yeah. as she was screaming out for Bailey, like, help me, help me. So I really liked this, and I love that there wasn't an angle afterwards. I really liked how. There was only one angle on this show, and it was saved yeah. for the main event. It was, and all those matches, um ending clean and and having decent finishes, like I don't because a lot of the viewers of this channel are quite a bit younger, and I think they've been conditioned to eh, finishes don't really matter. But like, if you're thinking, man, this this pay per view felt a bit different. It felt like a, it felt a bit more satisfying than normal. The reason is, is because there were results. There was actual clear-defined winners. There weren't. There wasn't like a hundred different angles and gobbledygook that happened for the matches. It was. It was clean, strong victories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. Really, mm. really loved it. Loved the fact that we didn't have the split angle here because you don't want to undermine the big Roman angle at the end of the show. You're saving these things for TV, and I think that's. That's fine. I think one of my criticisms I had against Extreme Rules was that none of the matches really mattered because all of the matches were just telling you to watch Raw or SmackDown the the following night and mm. following week. These were just like, no, no, you had to watch this pay per view to see the conclusions to this chapter of the story, and we can then build into the next chapter later on on the sh- on the TV shows. All for loved it. Thought it was great. Really good,
2: Uh, and so many spots. Like, go go and watch this match. There's too many bits for us to recount. Really strong style that they worked as well. Um, but you know, as as great as Banks and Asuka wrestled, and it really was my match of the night. By the end of it, True McIntyre and Randy Orton gave them a run for their money. I loved this match, and the finish of this match was
0: so so great. So great because the whole thing has been building to Claymore versus RKO. You'll never see it coming. It's the tagline of this pay-per-view, a total red herring. It ended with a backslide, which was just absolutely brilliant because I'll be honest, I didn't see it coming. They
2: were right. And it wasn't the thing. It wasn't the thing that that they were telling us we wouldn't see coming, but we thought it was. We thought the (laughs) thing we wouldn't see coming was the underwhelming thing. Just brilliant. Neither guy hit their finisher. They wrestled for 20 minutes, no claymores, no RKO's, multiple RKO attempts. Not not really any claymores from what I can remember. Um, but this was just like a classic title fight. This, this was very similar to Drew's reign as NXT champion. Those just sort of like really great long main event matches for the championship. Bit of blood as well. You know, busted mm-hmm. open a hard way, Drew under the eye. The commentators said Randy got Drew's blood on him. To me, it looked like Randy had cut himself open because it was dripping and yeah. seemed to be self-gushing. wasn't like off of Drew. Uh, so that, And that added a bit of drama to it as well, a bit of heightened emotion. It, it felt 80s
0: yeah absolutely i i really really liked this match i, I, I thought it was great and i really like working these two working together also as a way to extend out the feud which is something we've not seen for um drew really since he's been champion he's only had sort of like monster of the week contenders beat rollins moved on to lashley beat lashley moved on to Dolph, beat Dolph, moved on to randy but now we've got to finish here with randy that means we can do another pay-per-view match out of this at payback the following week with perhaps with some sort of stipulation
2: yeah, I thought going into this show, now's the time to take the title off Drew. And Drew was so good. You'd t- take the title off him so he can win it back in front of fans because unfortunately his title reign has been hampered so far by, like you said, Monster, Monster of the Week feuds, but also not having that big crowd reaction. But seeing mm. him in the Thunderdome, it worked. Having yeah. him up against a star like Randy Orton worked. And him winning with this, outsmarting backslide pin, not having hit his finisher, leaving plenty in the tank for another feud, another match. Uh, yeah, I I think keeping the belt on him was the right idea. I don't, but now, if they do have a payback rematch, I, I'm worried about that, because I wouldn't want Randy to win, but I wouldn't want mm. him to lose either.
0: Tough one, then. No. I, I'm excited. I, do you know what? I'm really excited to see Raw tonight and see what the the next chapter of this story is. And that yeah. I think is is a testament to how good the match and how good the finish was.
2: Yeah, uh, really, really good stuff. And just overall, as a piece of pay per view booking, I don't know when they decided what the thing that we won't see coming was. Mm-hmm. But if their if their plan, and you got to give them credit for this because it seems intentional. If their plan was. Let's on purposely not give you anything that you might see coming and think that we're screwing with you. Set up the actual yeah. Roman Reigns return. I'm, I'm genuinely in awe of WWE for that. That is yeah. great booking. That's really, really smart stuff. You, you love to see it. Um And Braun versus The Fiend was the main event. Not really a good match, um, but it was there because of the Roman Reigns... A return angle at the end it was just a, a brawl up the ramp in a bit of a gorilla position and then back down
0: yeah I, I thought the finish was a bit like bit pants as I, as I mentioned earlier Braun went to go get a box cutter cut up the ring a little bit and then Fiends just hit a couple of sister Abigail's didn't really look like Braun landed hard onto the uh, apron or anything onto the, the the exposed wood and just pinned him just a bit yeah it's yeah. kind of actually a bit like the the Wrestlemania match with, uh, with Goldberg it's just like ah oh, Oh, just end it, I guess. That, that's it. That, that, that's all she wrote.
2: Well, overall, uh, before we get in with all your su- 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 super chats, last call for those, by the way, we will read every single one of them out. I gave it a four out of five. I thought I thought that it was is. a very, very good show overall. But, you know, looking back on it, it was two good matches, two very good matches and a killer angle. And, you know, yeah. sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Sometimes it's it's how you leave them, folks. And mm. this one left me wanting to see both Raw and, and, crucially, SmackDown, which has not happened in quite some time. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I thought it was as a thumbs up show. And I think four out of five is very much a
2: worthy score for it. That's a really interesting point. It has set up a genuinely exciting landscape for WWE. Look, tonight, Drew McIntyre is champion. Asker is champion. What's going to go on there? Alistair Black returning. Keith Lee returning and like you said Smackdown you've got Roman Reigns there now just Mm -hmm. yeah well done WWE we don't say that often because it's not often deserved but here a massive thumbs up Uh, a great weekend for wrestling overall as well Mm -hmm. with NXT TakeOver and AEW Dynamite which I'm watching right now it's on my TV I paused it for this it is so nice to watch wrestling and not have to make notes
0: Yeah, but Ollie, when are you going to review it, you big dick? Why haven't you reviewed it yet, you big knobhead?
2: You know, there are only so many hours in a day. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that, but it's, yeah. Unfortunately, the schedule was what it was. We couldn't get everything covered in time. Uh, but yeah, let's get on with your Super Chats. Last, cool, remember, Keith Gilmore. When Braun was tearing up the ring, Corey Graves slipped and said, Roman, you could see Cole in the background, pissed, staring a hole through Graves. Oh, really? I must have missed. Mm. I, I mean, I, I didn't hear that. I'll have to go back and check that out. There's some weird uh, photos on the WWE.com gallery of this bit where there's a few shots of Roman walking down to the ring yeah. before the reveal. So, he, yeah. you know, he didn't hide himself. He wouldn't have to. There's nobody there. Uh, Mary, Matty B. Wrestling. I really feel like the Thunderdome made it feel like an actual pay-per-view for the first time in the Carino era. I completely agree. Completely agree. Annika Wilson. I still want Alexa Bliss a part of this storyline. Do you think they could be leading up to a Fiend Bliss Strowman faction? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean we'll we'll certainly see with SmackDown, but like mm. the, the
0: the fact that there was no Alexa Bliss in this storyline whatsoever was a real
2: glaring omission. Yeah, d- d- didn't make for a coherent, neat story. Yeah. Uh Alan Monzon. What should be Keith Lee's first feud on Raw? Also hoping that Karrion Cross's injury is not serious and he can remain NXT champion. NXT losing two big stars would hurt. Hashtag jam that jam. Jam that jam. Uh, yeah, no,
0: completely agree. Um, as for Keith Lee's first feud, I'm you know what? I'm reserving all judgment. The I've been burned by NXT callouts for the last couple of years. I don't want to get myself because what rich you know what my ideal scenario would be? He comes out and he confronts Drew McIntyre, or he comes out and he confronts Apollo Crews for a title match, or he comes out and he just establishes himself in a storyline and in a upper mid card into main event position as opposed to just coming out and having squash matches for the next three weeks. Yes, Ollie Davis. Two words.
2: Raw Underground. Oh, God. The no. People want to see it. Ollie knows what the people want to see. <laughs> Stew, what is your ideal segment for Keith Lee tonight? I think Rollins coming out to start a feud with him would be good too. And You're absolutely right, but he's still feuding with the Mysterios. Mm. So that kind of takes Rollins out
0: for a little bit. I like probably And then Rollins is moving into Joe.
2: I oh, I would love a Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee feud. Oh, oh. Uh, dip Dip G-O-T-Pool. I want Brock versus Keith Lee. I want meat slapping. Yeah, get some of that Royal Rumble uh, stare mm. down back. Uh, Tom Watt, who do you think will challenge Sasha and Bailey for the tag team championships at Payback? All the best from Germany. Asuka and Shayna Baszler.
0: And they are going to be the, uh, the tag champs that are feuding with each other
2: yeah i mean who else really is there
0: nia jackson's um shana shut up
2: (laughs) oh um jessamine duke and marina shafir oh that'll be in for yeah i'll be in for that brandon rosen when bailey and sasha finally break up who will be the true heel in this feud i personally believe sasha is way more convincing as a heel despite the good work bailey has done recently thoughts yeah i'd i'd pushing Bailey back into a baby face role. I think it'd be really, Sasha is way better as
0: a heel than she is as a baby face. So I'd quite like to continue to see Sasha as a heel and maybe get so we can try and bring back like Bailey realizing that mm-hmm. she has been making this error as the role model character and go back to her hugging ways. I think it'd be a really cool story to tell.
2: Stephen Corton, I was actually more impressed with Pat, McAf- Pat McAfee than I was with Dominic, not to mention that referee was a knob, not helping Ray after Murphy dropped the key in the ring <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't actually watched the McAfee match yet, but people are raving I, about it. I was going to say, I still haven't caught up on NXT, I haven't even caught up on uh, Dynamite
0: uh, mm. this week either, I've only seen bits and pieces so I've still got a lot to catch up on Which I and it'll, it'll be
2: peppered throughout this week I guess Matthew Burledge will never not laugh at dropped off at a school bit. Thank you very <laughs> much. Stu, should Dominic go to NXT for a few years? No, no, I don't think so. Well, I think he could definitely do with more in ring time. I, you know, I, I felt I, I don't notice stuff in the ring that much, but even I could tell that Seth was talking to him and coaching him through spots. I felt like a lot of his offense was very rehearsed and stilted. I still, still like the guy's intensity but yeah he's he's nowhere near a Wwe level performer I would no in my but opinion he I
0: don't, I don't but I don't think he needs to be not at this point anyway I think you can just have people carry him through matches and just learn by doing as opposed to going to NXt and learning for a few years and possibly losing some of the momentum that you have got from this main roster run that he's
2: got Mr. Deegan 2. So glad they had Otis come out at the end of Sonya versus Mandy. Almost thought we were meant to take the story seriously, but clearly not. And then brackets. Sarcasm. <laughs> oh, by Josh... the way, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Josh Mansfield, do you think Shane had anything to do with Raw's SummerSlam matches last night? Since he's rumored to take control of Raw. I hope so. So Raw is better.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the story last week, wasn't it? That Shane's taking over Raw because Pritchard can't do both. Huh. I'm very, very curious to see what that would look like. I'll pass over to you, uh, Adam Pearson, um, SmackDown uh, podcast presenter with Pete. Adam Pearson's: Are we getting Raw Thunderground
2: tonight on Raw? Um, did you hear my joke last week about Natalia and Mickey James? No, their match was actually part of a new bit on Raw. Raw background. <laughs>
0: Hey, very good, mate. Um Walu TV, Dan, uh, we all know that Jinder will interfere at payback, right? Oh. The show he beat Orton for the he beat him at Backlash, didn't he?
2: Yeah, people uh, keep saying backlash when they're talking about payback. but I yeah, always I... do it the other way around.
0: J- Melter did it in the observer yeah. newsletter. He goes saying, Yeah, backlash is is next week. Uh Drew is his best friend. It's going to happen. I think if any, yeah, Jinder coming back is to feud with Drew. I could certainly see, but like that's going to feel like such a step down from Randy Orton, like such a major step down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate drops in and said, said I'm, "I'm pretty terrified for Alistair Black on the Kevin Owens show. He doesn't need a new gimmick. He's one of my favorites, but WWE track record isn't great here."
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned too. Uh, I don't, I, I like the gimmick as well. Uh, but Vince reportedly doesn't, so we'll see what happens.
0: Uh, Rich McCann says, we didn't get to hear your thoughts on the Dark Order finish on Saturday's Dynamite. Were your spoilers for Dynamite or All In?
2: Um, spoilers for Dynamite. Yeah, th- th- so the spoiler was that I reported two weeks ago that Brody did win, uh, which happened, but Eric Rowan helped him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that Eric Redmond. No, we um, just wanted a squash match, which I did not see coming. I haven't got to that match yet. Um, but I've I've read the review and I've seen the the final image where it's Cody holding Brandy's hand and they're both unconscious. I just just phenomenal stuff. Phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eduardo says, Are we getting an AEW dynamite review this week?
2: Sure are. That will be on
0: Friday because the schedule is changed. Yep, uh, Timothy. BT was the Hall of Fame class supposed to happen last night? Do you remember who was in the Hall of Fame class this year? I think they're just going to wait until mania next year. At this point, I think. But we NWO, were trying to. Be this...
2: wait, yeah, we had this
0: last night, didn't we? Bre- uh, Bret Hart. Sorry, <laughs> um, Bulldog was in there. The Bellas, Liger, and JBL, NWO, and the NWO, and Batista. and Batista. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, Hasselhoff Hall of Fame 9K uh, says uh, waiting for Quizzle in the bank please do remember that Dana Brooke uh, shot Drake Maverick during the Christmas special of Raw Underground call 911
2: if you and- don't know what that means calling spots on sp- parts unknown <laughs> and we've got a new episode of that going out today it's going
0: out in about three hours time mm. and it's another doozy. It's, uh, it's become <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. It was really fun. Um, Luke Aaron Scanland. Uh, so this was from yesterday, said, uh, just wanted to say, I tweeted you guys a tribute that me and my missus did to Quizzle Would love a reply for her. Also, I did not buy a JTJ mug uh, for Sean Ross Sap to come in and ruin it all. JTJ boys keep up the awesome work. I checked out the, uh, they did a, um, a who's, uh, who's Nips Are These rounds for themselves to build themselves <laughs> up in SummerSlam. Very good stuff. Uh, Jobber JJ said the winner of the YouTube was Jam That Jam. That's right. Ollie brought the competition. Name on the contract says Ollie Davis. However, reads Ollie Davis, number one fan. He knows, so, what,
2: he knows what people want. I know what people want. And this is after everyone said I couldn't do it. And I, the, the, I saw Adam wearing an FTF shirt. I'm not stupid. I know what he was trying to do. And even with that, even with Sean Ross sat hacking in. I still won. I am feeling pretty confident about Quizzlemania on Wednesday something like I day. I mean I'm I'm very excited to see you at Quizzlemania
0: X7. We are going to do things my way. It's my way or the highway. And mm. um, yeah, I'm excited to see uh also uh, Ollie. Um did you hear about Brett Harder the Hall of Fame? Cheers Dan. No. Thanks,
2: Dan. Um oh, on on cuz obviously you're hosting Quizzlemania. Yes. Uh when you say my way. Mm-hmm. You mean my way?
0: Yes, I mean my way, my way or the highway.
2: So you could say that I I should feel pretty confident about retaining my Quizzlemania Championship,
0: tag team championships with me. Um, but I, which is fine because they're not on the line, I suppose. But I, I think you were uh, you got some good wrestling knowledge on you, so uh, I'm I'm confident about your performance. You are, you are facing stiff competition from Adam and Sean, though less mm. Pete, but you are facing some stiff competition, so you know I, I i maybe let's not get hopes too high eh
2: Well, i'm just saying not not everyone has their best bud as the quizmaster
0: oh i mean i mean i'm i'm calling things right down the middle
2: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah right right down the middle right down the middle yeah no, i mean no, i, I got you i we'll got you give... we'll we'll move on we'll move on Okay. Uh, angry gamer says uh,
0: here he is ladies and gents ollie vinnie mcdavis hashtag jam that jam
2: that's not how you spell my name uh you've put an e in there <laughs>
0: uh eddie good had a lovely time with the boys last night but serious question do you guys know anything i can use to shave my big hairy balls i put it away
2: yes manscaped
0: <laughs> uh go with my
2: manscaped link wttv use that discount code
0: um Oh mate, look at this. Michael says, "I don't know if QuizzleMania can be rigged for Ollie without blatant cheating." I, I he's doubting no your one's...
2: your ability there, mate. No one's saying uh, anything's going to be rigged,
0: are they? Luke? No, well, no, because it, it can't. Like they're right, you can't rig QuizzleMania. and I'm certainly not going to be rigging it either. It's right, right down the middle. Yeah, only for the winks there. Um, Brandon Rosen, down the middle Brandon Rosen, if Roman Reigns wins the title over The Fiend next Sunday, where does Bray
2: Wyatt go from here? Is the character dead
0: and buried?
2: I mean, the the, the thing is The Fiend isn't a character that needs the title. The Fiend is a, is like a force of chaos that goes after people. Uh, historically people who have been involved with Bray Wyatt previously so it's a mistake putting the title on him anyway <laughs> uh. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. I Yeah, if if he loses it again, he's just going to slowly settle into a level. I love Kane, but, you know, Kane was never a huge main event guy. I, I think the Fiend will probably get slotted into sort of that upper mid-card, lower main event slot, which is a shame because he could have been legit a new Undertaker. Mm-hmm.
0: Levante Rogers, what future fantasy bookings do you want to see on Raw and Smackdown?
2: Well, I think the Keith Lee stuff, just going straight Mm. after uh, Drew McIntyre would be awesome.
0: Uh, James Dobinson, Alexa Bliss to side with The Fiend at payback and help him
2: retain the title versus Roman Reigns. Thoughts? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. The Bliss stuff was a thing. I was never fully on board with it. I did kind of get a kick out of it. But really, I, I think it should probably be dropped if yeah. they're going to.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Zachary Jenkins, uh, remember this time last year when we were really happy about The Fiends just shortly after SummerSlam 2019? It's the most exciting thing in wrestling. <laughs> um, Mr. Siege Lily, uh, hey guys, how can they save the Alexa Bliss storyline? They can't just drop it, can they? People seem to really like this. I mean, I, Is it because... Is it because it's Sister Abigail, and that's why wrestling fans are really excited about this? Because finally, it's Sister Abigail.
2: Mm. Yeah, but potentially a lot of people want it to happen. Uh, I don't, don't really know why. Uh, I, I guess because it's a, it's a cool bit of lore and you can add a new character. Um, but I think in practice, it it won't work, which is why I'm not that excited about it. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm... I think if you if you were going to do Sister Abigail, it would be getting a new character in to play that role, as opposed to just taking an existing pro- character and just slotting it into hmm. someone. That that is square peg, round hole. Type stuff for me. And lastly, some more Afro games, the chat we read out earlier. Love you guys.
2: Ah, thank you very much, Jaron Walker. Well, we have gone massively over yet again. again. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this live stream, though, and everyone for the live reactions last night as well, and for voting jam that jam. I know what the people want. <laughs> Uh, go back and watch my Wrestle Talk SummerSlam 2020 review from earlier today. And also go over to Wrestle Talk Interviews. There's a link on the pinned comment and subscribe there because Louis Dangor has an exclusive interview with Ric Flair. Woo! The Nature Boy. This Wednesday with a clip going up tomorrow. And go over to Parts of Unknown because Luke's Was Actually Good series had a new episode on Saturday about the Attitude Era. And we've got Calling Spots Episode 2 going live later today. So much content. I've been Ollie Davis. That's been Luke Owen. And that was wrestling. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.